0: Welcome to another episode of Campus Life, the college half of our flagship pod here at Campus De Canton. As always, I am Austin. And this is Colin. Tonight's show, Colin, is, is going to be a little different than some of the other ones that we do in season. We're still going to do our start sits. We're still going to talk a little bit of waiver wire. But what I actually want to do here now that we're getting, I don't know, two-thirds of the way through the season, more or less, is kind of talk about how the different classes 2024 2025 2026 are shaping up really from a Debbie perspective but I think you know just kind of giving our thoughts on you know do we get a lot of questions you know this guy hasn't played at all this year do you still like him you know this guy's played really well how much further have you bumped him up and I think it's really useful to look within class because it's it Knowing, you know, two or three years out, you know, what can I expect to reload on my NFL team? How long do I have this guy? I think it's, it's a useful exercise. So we are going to do two rounds of 2024 rookies tonight. We're going to do one round of 2025 and one round of 2026
1: split out from each other. How does that sound, Colin? That sounds fantastic. Uh The 2026 one, I think, is actually going to be oddly easier than the 2025 one. <laughs> Yeah, and we're probably I think I
0: think, you know, knowing which classes aren't going to be particularly strong is is always good as well. And I you know, it, it we'll talk about it as we go through them. But I, I think twenty twenty five, like you said, is shaping up to be a pretty poor class overall, relatively speaking. If you think yeah. if you say that uh, you know, the if a class is pretty good at running back and quarterback, you feel pretty good about it because wide receiver classes tend to come around pretty often now. Um but it doesn't really have either. No. So, uh, tough scenes. Tough scene for the 2025 class.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it is. And I mean, we'll obviously get some guys that in 2024 that come back that we, you know, maybe expected to leave, and, and maybe that'll help uh, bolster the class a little bit. Uh, you know, maybe we get somebody who who is a little bit later of a breakout. But uh, at this point, 2025 is not looking all that promising. At quarterback and running back. There's there's definitely some some wide receivers there, but I think uh I think 2026 is looking a little more intriguing though. We haven't but, had anybody
0: crap to bed for two straight years yet, which is why 2020 we feel uh, pretty probably better about 2026.
1: Because we probably would have said a similar thing about 2025 last year, you know.
0: Oh, it's got Drew Alar, it's got
1: uh, yeah, it's got Quinchon, it's got uh singleton. Yeah, yeah, a lot of guys, a lot a lot of hopefuls. And yeah. those hopes get dashed once they see the field. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, before we hop into that, Colin, I do just want to ask you, I want to I want to have you put your chef hat on. Oh we did get we got a specific request. We got so I asked in the NIL channel it, the our Discord for NIL and all twenty two members over at campuscanton.com. Um, I said, you know, does anybody have any things they want to talk about? I think some of the questions we got we got a few questions. Talked about one of them on key takeaways this week somebody asked for cooking with Colin and then we got some other ones that I think are probably going to be better served over the next couple of weeks or off season questions. So, uh, I don't know that we're directly hitting a ton of them tonight. We had a lot of questions on like stashes and what we think is going to happen in the off season. It's probably a little early to talk about that tonight. Um, which, which is why we're not, but, um, yeah, we had somebody ask, you know, chef Boyard Decker, uh, (laughs) what you've been cooking up lately, Colin, this is a segment that we have not done in a while.
1: Uh, You actually picked the perfect night for to make me sound good this time. Uh, Oh, they're gonna say fish sticks and no fish. Yeah, fish. Um, Okay. uh, Blackened grilled mahi mahi uh, with some rice and green beans. I'm shocked you eat like cooked fish. I actually see the thing is like I like most meats. Like I'm a carnivore. Uh, I I will eat real man's man. Yeah. Real guys, guy. No I one's will, ever said that about you ever. I don't think. Um, <laughs> it would be hard pressed to find somebody who, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I was. I, I like most most meats. Uh, I, I do like mahi mahi. Like I will order it occasionally uh, when I'm out. But a lot of times, the the when it's made at a restaurant, like it comes with you know vegetables with it, and that's Which is, the Now no. that's the yeah. kicker. Yeah, I could do green beans though. Like that I can do. Yeah, you're just fascinating.
0: We need like a documentary on just your eating <laughs> habits. Just keep scientists up
1: at night. For decades. We've been we we've been at least uh, like you know recording it uh, in these episodes, so you know we can somebody could go back and clip all the the cooking with Colin segments and and make a Colin cookbook.
0: This is true. This is true. That would be a funny thing for us to put together at some point. a Colin cookbook <laughs>
1: comes comes with a robe too, if you. You uh yeah, you does. Know, an extra ten bucks will throw in a, a collin mm-hmm. robe. Yeah, it's it's gotta be fluffy and it can say uh kiss the cook on it like the apron does, but this yeah. is a robe instead.
0: Uh, all right, all right. Well that's that's enough of that. Let's um let's Do you talk... regret
1: asking that question?
0: No, I I, oh. I actually you know, I, I feel like we haven't done quite as many of the non football related bits lately on this show and i, I think swear. in season it's hard because we just want to talk about so much and we don't want to dedicate
1: yeah. extra time to other stuff but the people like it the people like it they so, keep asking for, for it. like and i swear I it, it's like not it. a, it's not my burner just asking for this over and over again it's it's really not
0: we have we have talked to this person face to face that requested at this time so i know that it's yeah it, this is a real person it's not uh can confirm i can't i can't say whether colin is you know, paying them on the side or not. And I just have no idea.
1: That's a possibility, that's but. Hearsay. Irrelevant. Strike that from the record. Put my lawyer hat on for Bird a second. Bird law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <fine to> me. <laughs> All right. Um,
0: 2024 class, Colin. Let, let's get into it. This is the one that's coming up here. Maybe not so much use in terms of identifying, you know, names that, that are probably misvalued uh, or undervalued or overvalued or, whatever other valued. But I do think just giving our opinions kind of on this rookie class coming in, I don't know about you. I don't remember what we did last off season, but once they're senior, like I don't handle rookie grades or anything anymore. Once they're done in December players, I don't
1: really talk about them much anymore, especially now that I'm no longer on Canton bound. Yeah. I mean, I, I rank uh, dynasty. Over at the site, uh, do some NFL rankings, which you know I don't know if if people actually know, but we do weekly NFL rankings, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I do all of that stuff, so I, I like to think I stay pretty up to date uh, on on the rookie classes, rookie you know evals in the off season and stuff. Okay,
0: sorry, I thought there was more there. I <laughs> no, 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 off, no, that no. dropped off sorry. quickly. Sorry. Um, <laughs> all right, well let, let let's go ahead. You're calling. I actually gave you the one one for this one. And just, I gave you the one-on-one in this one. I have the one-on-one in the 2025 draft and you have the one-on-one in the 2026. So for no other reason than I just, you know, gave it to you Alternated. first. And I was like, oh, we'll just rotate it. So, yeah. Thank you. Um, so why don't you go ahead. You lead us off round one, super flex, you know, all that stuff, PPR, tight end premium. What do you like?
1: Uh, I mean, this, this is the, I still think this is an obvious choice here, despite, you know, what you said last week about this player. And I think that it was a very valid, at that point in time but this is solely a rookie draft and I still think Caleb Williams quarterback USC is the most valuable uh rookie in in this class and I you know Marvin Harrison Jr is a phenomenal talent but quarterback is king and Caleb Williams I think is going to be a very good fantasy quarterback uh you know struggled a little bit here the past couple of weeks but uh I think he's still going to be uh, he's still the safest bet I think out of this class
0: um, I, I would probably agree. I, I think the one or two is, I, I think the default now is that it goes Williams, Harrison may like, let's just say this now. Like, I think that's generally the order that you see there. I think there are instances where I prefer Drake may over Harrison. It's like straight up. Yeah. Like I, I like a good receiver prospect as much as anybody, but I do think that Drake may is like a, a really good prospect. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll go I'll go uh I'm gonna take Drake May here in a second spot. Okay. I'll take Drake May. I'll take the quarterback. I think his uh I think he's already been really good. It's not like he's a raw player, and I think the upside, there's even more there that we
1: haven't seen yet. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. Um like you said, I think it's kind of shifted where this offseason, you know, I think Drake May was pretty consistently the uh, QB or like the, the second pick, but you, you would see some smatterings of Marvin Harrison Jr. But I do think it's kind of flipped. Our home league went Harrison Jr. And then I was the one at three and I, I took Drake May. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that is a, is a good pick there. That's actually the direction I probably would have gone as well. I think Drake may helped to answer uh, some questions that, that I had about him. You know, he, he's kind of faded down the stretch of last year. Uh and I was wondering how he would look with the the new offensive coordinator and the loss of some weapons, but he hasn't really skipped a beat. Um, he's he's really gotten cooked in the past couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, so I, like I think call. especially the first couple weeks of the season, I think we were saying, you know, can he overcome this offensive coordinator? And uh he wasn't amazing last week, but if we're gonna talk about bad performances For top quarterbacks, I don't think it's any worse than anything that Caleb Williams has put up over the past couple of weeks, honestly, might be better than either of the two last games that Caleb Williams put up. So if that, you know, we're, we're comparing floor performances or bad performances, you know, I put, put them, put them up there. I don't think they're awful by any stretch of the
1: imagination. No. Uh, the one Oh three here. And we are assuming here that each of these is a separate team. Correct. Yeah, like we're, you're not building a team here with this. Okay, that's what I figured. Just wanted to make sure. I mean, it, it, my pick wouldn't change either way. But one of three in this situation's got to be Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, he has come out and just looked phenomenal. Uh, he, you know, basically roasted uh, a very good Penn State defense last week. Um, you know, had his career high in catches against one of the the tougher defenses that that he'll face. Uh, he's answered every question you could ask of him. So I think he's a locked in top five NFL draft pick. And he's, he's got to be the 103 here.
0: I think the next pick is really interesting. I, I, for me, it has to be one of the receivers. Mm-hmm. And I think you start just wondering, you know, I don't really let landing spot, I talked about this a lot in the past, really determine my, uh, you know, ranking or placement of a player overall in the grand scheme of rookies. But I do think that some of these receivers this year, it's just really going to depend kind of where they land because I think we're pretty sure that a lot of these guys are going to go in the first round. Um, for instance, like I think Emekek Buka is, is better at what he can do really well than Malik neighbors is, but Malik neighbors is a little more versatile. So depending on what offense you go to, you know, maybe I, or same with, you know, a you know, he kind of does one thing. He does it pretty well. Um, but if you're, you're sending him to an offense that doesn't uh, might not use him that way. It doesn't have a quarterback. That's willing to just kind of put that ball on his back shoulder all the time. You know, maybe not the best selection. So I will take Ibuka here. But my top tier of of receivers is all pretty darn close. And I have talked about them recently. I broke down the entire class uh, from a wide receiver perspective on key takeaways. So you can go check that out if you want to read my
1: thoughts on it. Ooh, I'm going to have to check that,
0: that one out. Two or three weeks ago, I believe. Hmm.
1: Uh, maybe I think I did. my. I think I actually did, did listen to that one. Then. I did. I did quarterback the week before and then I did wide receiver. Okay. So I got you. I got you. Um, so you took a here. I took a Yeah. Okay. Um, man. See, this is, this is really where it does get dicey. Cause I, and I don't want to say dicey cause I like a lot of these prospects that are left, but it gets difficult is what I should say, because I think that in this year, more so than previous years, there's just like a big tier of guys here. Um, you know, I, I think the NFL is really going to like Xavier Worthy, and honestly, if you made me bet right now, I think Xavier Worthy would be the the third wide receiver off the board, uh, just because of his skill set and and what he offers is is mostly unique to this class, at least at the upper end. Um, but I am not all that high on Worthy. I have Malik Neighbors listed ahead of him, uh, so I am going to take Malik Neighbors here. Uh, he's, he's been putting together a really nice year and I think he's been answering some questions that, that we've had about him, but like you said, he, he's got a, a pretty versatile skill Um, so I, I'm going to take neighbors here.
0: Uh, I'll take Brock Bowers then. I think this is probably the furthest that he should fall. Um, especially cause we're, you know, said so it's tight end premium. And, yeah, that's a good point. You know what he did. It, he, yes, he's not the biggest player in the world, and there is obviously always a risk when you send some of these kind of hybrid guys to uh, coaches who are not so inclined to uh, use players creatively at all. Um, but I do think that Bowers, outside of maybe a couple of head coaches you can send him to, and he'll be one of their better receiving weapons, he might not necessarily have kind of the same uh, Tension or probability for like the huge explosive play in the NFL, but I think he just is always kind of open in underneath stuff, kind of like Kittle is, and Kittle yeah. kind of tends to be banged up. But just like you can hit him if you hit him in stride underneath, he can really bully and muscle his way past some guys for some some pretty nice yardage. And I think that that's kind of what Bowers is going to end up doing in the NFL too. Just won't you just don't want to you know you're if you're lining him up you know on the line of scrimmage in line. 50 times a game, that's not usage. You want to see him in the slot, you know, in the backfield, kind of, you know, just moved all over the place to kind of create mismatches.
1: Yeah, that's the type of player he is. He's a versatile chess piece, and, and you hope that whatever team takes him utilizes him that way because they're going to take him in the first round. Like, I think he will be a first-round tight end. Um, so my next pick here, I, I, I think I got to go Xavier Worthy um there's a couple other guys in this class that i i have pretty close to him um but like i said he he offers that unique skill set i think he has a a very key signature trait here um that he can hang his hat on uh and i think it'll it'll translate to the nfl um he's a very good deep threat so i, I think i'm going to take uh, xavier worthy here all right then i will take
0: um I'll go with Dunze here. Um, you know, I think the athletic package is pretty solid. Is he a little limited after the catch? Yes. Is he a great route runner? Not really. But some of the stuff like he is a he is a poor man's Marvin Harrison. Junior. In terms of, don't, you know. Don't let his like, dad hear that. Yeah. Um let's have him on the show sometime. Um, okay. like just the back shoulder stuff with him is pretty automatic and I think you know if you can put him in an offense that is willing to use him that way he's you know quote-unquote always open because you kind of just put it in his vicinity and he'll he's got pretty good body control pretty good hands you know he he, he will adjust
1: to it um all right yeah I mean I'm gonna just keep continuing that the trend of, of wide receivers here honestly um I'm gonna John take McMillan. No, I'm going to take Keon Coleman. Oh, coward. Uh game theory. I know you wouldn't take McMillan. So, no, I I am going to take uh I, I'm going to take Keon Coleman here. Uh I, I think he's putting together a great year.
0: All right. I'm going to take Devontae Walker. Okay. With my next pick. He's I mean, we talked about this last week. We don't need to rehash this. We both dropped him a little bit. I think one of us maybe dropped him a little too far, but the reasoning I at least got is
1: yeah, I, was, it. I, 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 was, I stand by that. We
0: didn't know what was going to happen. I, yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I, I think, you know, you just, once you hit a certain point, you're like, you know, who else is six three, two hundred 200 and runs a four, four, you know, like, you know, you started getting into that game and that's why, like, I just refuse to drop him. That's as, fair. As far as you did. But, um, you know, I think regardless now he's, he's inching up. He's been just awesome this year. And, I think now, right or wrong, now that he's doing it in a power five conference for a bigger team, and he's kind of being been Drake May's best friend, I think that is going to attract some extra positive attention his way. Not saying that some of these G five guys can't get drafted early. You know, Rasheed Rice, Sky Moore, um, uh, the other kid that went to Seattle a couple years ago, uh, D. Grish. You know, some uh, of these yeah. guys go day two or whatever. But I, I really think Walker has a potential to go top. You know top 40, really, really top of the second round. And I don't know if he creeps into the first round or not.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's his, like, back end of the the first round, I think is his absolute ceiling. But I, I do feel more comfortable in the top end of the second round projecting him there at this point. Um, so I do like that pick there. Now I'm going to take my guy, um, Jalen McMillan, here. I was 111. pretty confident. 111? Yeah, that, that's the
0: pick. Just wanted to toss it cool. out there for
1: anybody. I, yeah, I feel, I feel pretty... Um, yeah, that's good. We probably should have been saying that, uh, but that's all right. But I, I felt pretty good you weren't going to take him here. I still like Jalen McMillan. I think he's very versatile. Uh, I think NFL teams are going to like to use him mostly in the slot, but if they do go too wide um, for you know a set, like he can play out there. And yeah, he's been banged up the past couple of weeks here, but he was on a torrid pace to, to start the year. I, I still on the Jalen McMillan train, so give me him here at the one eleven. 112, I'm going to take Braylon Allen
0: to round up the first round here. I don't feel that great about this selection because I still think I, – I, my my best comp for him is A.J. Dillon, man. I think he's what I call a runway runner, where if you – if he does not have a clear runway to start the play, I think he really struggles. Um, But, you know, we're talking about running backs in this class. There's one, There's one. There's two other guys that I'm kind of looking at, and I'll probably take them in the next handful of picks, but – or look at them there, but uh, I think Alan, for right now. I, I'm, I'm assuming Raheem Sanders goes back. I think he has to, and I think Trayvon has to go back. Raheem Sanders, based on what he's done this year, has to. We'll go in the sixth round. He won't go any higher than that. I don't know Trayvon. I think we'll go higher because I think what he does is fairly uh, attractive.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm operating under the assumption that Raheem Sanders goes back as well. Although I, I still She's would not have. Think. I would. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I would still not have changed any of my picks though, even if he was in this class. Um, Trevion being in this class still doesn't really change anything for me. I think this is a very weak running back class. We've kind of been, been saying that like these guys have really disappointed this year and haven't taken the step that we hoped for. Whereas it's, it's been the opposite for the wide receivers. Like any of these guys that we kind of had some questions about have, have kind of answered those and have, have looked good. Um. So this next pick is going to be tough for me. But let's just let us the, the first round
0: real quick, just really quickly. And this, you know, the, I'm not going to name the, the the pick number here because it's not that important. But here's what we got. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Gbuka, Malik Neighbors, Brock Bowers, Xavier Worthy, Roma Dunze, Keon Coleman, Devontae Walker, Jalen McMillan, and Braylon Allen. There's your top 12.
1: Well, yeah, one I'm running sure back. On That's maybe, wild. But. Yeah, I mean, but McMillan's my guy. I got to stay hashtag on brand, you know? I guess. <laughs> uh, the next pick here is is really going to be tough for me. I I don't know if Travion comes out or stays, but he is 2024 eligible. So I, I'm going to operate under the assumption that he is going to come out at this for the purpose of this exercise. So I'm going to take Travion Henderson here at the 201. And last year, if you had said you'd get Travion Henderson at a 201 in a rookie draft, people would have laughed in your face. Uh, but that's that's where we're at at this point. And I don't love the pick here, but I still think an NFL team is going to uh, like his skill set. I still think he's going to be a day two running back if he were to come out. So the the investment's going to be there. Uh, we'll see how it ends up playing out once he actually gets into the NFL. There are
0: three quarterbacks that I've said, I think are in the running for my QB three. And I'm not going to go into all the detail and reasoning, but I I laid it all out on again, key takeaways uh, in the article. And then on the podcast, I talked about it a lot a couple weeks ago, but those three players were JJ McCarthy, Michael Pratt and Michael Penix. I don't think there's anybody else that really is even close to that group overall. So I, if one of those quarterbacks were here, and one of them has gone in the first round, they would—I probably would have taken them a couple of picks ago. But let's go with my favorite of that group right now.
1: Let's go with Michael Pratt. I knew that was going to be your favorite of that group.
0: <laughs> He's a really interesting player. The thing—the the, the things that I was kind of looking at beyond just you know my my eyeballs, uh, accuracy, aggressiveness downfield, and ability to avoid sacks and avoid pressure, and you know have pressures not turn into sacks. And Pratt was amongst the best in the class at actually almost all of those or ranked near the top in all of those categories. Um, as did essentially McCarthy and Penix. Penix was not as good at the sack avoidance. Um, but, you know, accuracy was was uh, pretty good. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go Pratt here. I think NFL teams will like him. You see some of these guys that I kind of trust saying recently, like, you know, when Tulane is playing. Um, you know like hey actually people the nfl kind of really likes michael pratt and it's the right account saying it so that it it makes me interested
1: i i think it's going to be really interesting to see what the nfl thinks about michael pratt because like you said he has been getting a little bit of buzz uh there was a little bit of buzz like it's been like a very quiet buzz about him for a little while and and i don't I don't know where the NFL teams are actually going to end up taking him, but I, I don't hate that pick here. And obviously if we find out that there's a third quarterback that goes in the first round, then they will probably go. I would probably take another first round quarterback over McMillan. Um, that may be over Coleman and may probably in that range.
0: Yeah. I um, think that's where I would have been looking as well. That range of player right there.
1: Yeah. But we don't know at this point, who that is. So I'm not going to take that gamble because I don't really like any of them that much. Uh, but at this point, I'm going to take uh Troy Franklin, the wide receiver mm. out of Oregon. Okay. Uh, I think he he's looked good this year. And and like I said, I'm a little upset with myself that I didn't pick him to be my um, player. Who's going to help themselves the most this year, if for nothing else, because he was going to be the lead, like the main wide receiver in that Willie Stein offense um, that we liked, you know, from UTSA and now transferring over into the Oregon offense. Um, But I think he has the potential to be a really nice number two wide receiver in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be a lead guy, but I think he could be a really nice number two, a really nice complimentary piece. Um, I don't know if he'll ever get to like a 1B level, but I, I like Troy Franklin. And I don't like any of these running backs and I don't really like any of these quarterbacks. Uh, So give me Troy Franklin here.
0: I'm going to go at the 204 Devin Neal. I think he's explosive. I think he's um, elusive. I think he's a pretty good pass catcher. Um, And I think he's one of those guys that we're going to get into the draft process. And all of a sudden, um, you know, your favorite dynasty fantasy guy on twitter is going to be like wow no one's talking about devin neal but this guy is the real deal he is such a good athlete don't
1: Which... don't let the fact that he went to kansas fool you yeah
0: i think that's i i i think he's going to get a lot of buzz once the season's over i think he'll do very well in the pre-draft process
1: i could definitely see that um so i i don't dislike that pick here by any means um My next pick here, I'm going to take Jace McClellan, running back out of Alabama. Uh, that offense seems to have have kind of figured it out at least a little bit more. Uh, they you know, they, it's still not a great offense. The offensive line's still not great, but McClellan has has kind of picked it up over the last couple um, games. He had 100 yards last week, um, almost that the week before, so. He's starting to put it together a little bit. I still like his talent. I think the NFL is still going to like him too. So uh, I'm going to go with Chase McClellan here. Uh, then I'm going to go Jonathan Brooks, the Texas running back. He's
0: really impressed me this
1: year. Um, I think he does everything pretty well. I I and... couldn't in good conscience take him because Michael listened to this and Michael give us crap. Mm. So sorry, but yeah, <laughs> I've already I've already
0: had done my you know my come to Jesus moment on that. I've I've written about him and talked about him a couple
1: times on other uh you know places so that's fair and i I don't think that's a bad pick there by any means in all seriousness um he has been he has been impressive this year he's been slowly climbing up my uh rankings as well um all right next man it's getting tough it's getting tough we gotta make some i'm gonna take I don't, I don't love it, but I'm going to take JJ McCarthy here, uh, quarterback at Michigan. I, I agree with you. I think that he is firmly in that conversation for the number three quarterback in this class. Um, and and I have watched more of JJ McCarthy over the past couple of weeks from this year, and he he has improved in some areas. He doesn't make quite as many boneheaded throws and quite as many turnover throws. Like, there were a couple times last year in that TCU game uh in the game against Penn State last year even where you know Michigan beat them but he made some what are you doing throws um I don't see nearly as many of those this year despite that three interception game against Bowling Green I think he's cleaned that up a little bit Uh, and I think if if an NFL team is taking him they're taking him hopefully with the understanding of what he does best and that's operate outside of structure still and kind of get him on the move a little bit uh and let him use his legs a little so uh, I will both finally take a quarterback here and I'll take JJ McCarthy.
0: I'm going to take Adonai Mitchell, um, the the Texas uh wide receiver. And I've been pretty vocal about my uh interest in him over the past uh few months. I still think he's a good player. I think a little underutilized there by Texas, um, but has been like really weirdly clutch at pretty much every you know, both schools he's been at been part of some really good teams and and been a leading receiver on, on them. So um, I think that'll translate well to the NFL. I think he's kind of, he's, he's like a 10% worse Keon Coleman or maybe like a 50% worse
1: Keon Coleman. But I think they're kind of similar players in terms of what you can ask them to do. Okay. All right. Um, I have him and the next guy here that I'm going to take like right back to back in, in my rankings. Um, Like it? No. Oh, uh, I'm not that high on Leggett. You have him up that high? No. Oh, okay. Uh, no, it's first. um Brian Thomas Jr. Um, I have Brian Thomas Jr. just one spot ahead of Adonai Mitchell. Uh, I really like what, what we've seen out of Brian Thomas Jr. this year. I mean, I think he is ultimately going to be kind of limited as far as what they're going to ask him to do in the NFL. Like, I don't think he's like a true x like he wins really well down the field but uh he's almost more of like a a deep threat field stretcher guy than like a true x so i think he's going to be a good complementary wide receiver in the nfl level i could see him having like a mike williams-esque career um but at this stage you know that's that's a pretty solid get and i think the nfl teams are going to like what he was able to do this year
0: I have a hard time picking my next one here because um, I'm I'm between a couple players. Let's go again. I, I think by now I might have selected Raheem Sanders, but I, I just think I'm I'm so convinced that he's going to go back that I'm 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 not going for him here. Um, let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's just go, Michael Penix Jr. He's the, the third okay. of the kind of those three you know quarterbacks I think are going to be in contention for that QB3 spot. I, I think every player here at this point kind of has their flaws, and there's a legitimate chance that Penix doesn't, as we've heard from you know, Brugler and some of these other guys, you know, the NFL might not really care for him much at all. Um, but, you know, I, I think just hedging my bet there that he, he could go early enough, I'll take him there.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a solid, that's solid pick at that point. Um, I like him more than Will Levis from last year. So for what that's worth, uh, man, for my last pick here, this is tough. I I'm going to operate under the assumption that Raheem Sanders is going back as well. Like I would have taken him earlier if, if he was, uh, but I, this is tight end premium. So I'm going to take Jatavian Sanders uh, at this spot. I, I think honestly he's a candidate to go a little bit earlier uh, as well. I think he is a a pretty complete tight end, uh, and you you can ask him to do a lot of different things. I, I think he'll end up being a top 50 pick, probably close to that 50 mark, but I think he'll ultimately be a top 50 pick in the NFL, so I, I'll take uh, Jatavian Sanders here.
0: Um, all right, so then my last pick this is the player I really didn't want to take last time. Uh, I'll go with Trey Benson. He's my next highest running back. I think any of the running backs you're talking about in this range, Benson, Corum, Shipley, Donovan Edwards, who has just fallen totally out of favor for, for most people, I think. I, I think they all have severe, severe flaws. You can even dump, you know, Marshawn Lloyd into that category. I was waiting to hear if you'd mention him. Um, I yeah, I, I think all those players have severe flaws. Um, I, I know one guy that's been getting some hype that I just don't really believe in is is um um uh Bucky Irving at Oregon. I think mm-hmm. I've made my thoughts on that pretty clear over the past few months, and really I don't know that there's much that he could do to change my mind. I think the size and the he's not a top-tier athlete, and I think that ends up being limiting for a player of of his kind of skill set there's really not another interesting running back in this class wide receiver. I think we've kind of hit the point there where now you're getting into some speculative guys, you know, you're talking your, your Jamari thrashes, your Corleys, your whole, your Tory Hortons, your Antoine Wells, Elijah Badger, um, uh, you know, Roman Wilson, if you believe in him in there, like I, I, that's kind of the cluster that you start talking about. Don't feel great about any of them. Xavier Weaver. Oh yeah. I, I, sorry. I thought I said Xavier Weaver. Yeah. You might uh, have, and I was just not I, listening. No idea. No idea. They're all in there. So yeah, I think there's, there's some interesting players in there. It could even be a tight end that sneaks in. Um, if someone, you know, down Holker or something goes way early. Um, cause that's certainly possible.
1: Um, yeah, that's actually, so, <laughs> as I was looking at my Debbie tight end rankings, which I hadn't updated in, in, probably too long. Um, I had Dallin Holker at 19 and I'm like, man, I, this is Debbie tight ends too. I'm not even talking C2C. I was like, man, I gotta move him up over so many of these guys that are ahead of him.
0: I have Holker top 10 for C2C tight ends now. Um and I actually I don't know if I've adjusted my Debbie tight end rankings or not. I have to take a look. But um yeah, I'm 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 pretty in on Holker at this stage. I think you know, if you're talking about guys that have future NFL, you know, NFL futures, and you put them in the same tier as the uh ben urosek luke lachey kind of guys that you know are, are probably more traditional molds of tight ends that are just outside that elite uh kind of grouping you know there's some other guys in there too that i think are interesting guys like rj maryland uh, arliss boardingham but you know Jheem bell maybe even but none of those guys are like traditional tight ends at least not at this stage
1: yeah yeah i would agree with that
0: all right, so the second round, real quick, just to put them all in one spot here for us: Travion Henderson, Michael Pratt, Troy Franklin, Devin Neal, Jace McClellan, Jonathan Brooks, JJ McCarthy, Adonai Mitchell, Brian Thomas Jr., Michael Penix Jr., JT Sanders, and Trey Benson. So that's our 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 two rounds. And I think we, any other honorable mention guys you kind of want to toss in there, Colin, is you know if they get really good draft capital or you know just, you know test really well or, or something else that we could be uh interested in, in in kind of around the end of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, hashtag for the brand, Blake Coram and, and Marshawn Lloyd, um, are two guys that I've been traditionally higher on than everybody else. Um, so I would put them as, as honorable mentions there, but they're two guys that you had had already uh, mentioned previously as well. Um th- there's not really anybody else that I would throw in there. I think Jamari thrash is intriguing, but I would not put him in that group uh, necessarily. Antoine Wells jr. too, like, he's been banged up. He's been hurt. He's a guy that we kind of like a little bit. Um, I'll be interested to see if he gets on the field at all. Uh, and if he does, you know, how does he look? So those are the only other two names that I'm looking at my list here that I think would be worth even mentioning, but I don't, thing i think that's a pretty good list on our end so far i probably wouldn't put those guys into that category no
0: Jaden daniels or bo nicks
1: man i don't i don't fully understand the the Jaden daniels love i like where that's coming from um i mean he does look better than he did last year but i still don't really see an nfl caliber starting quarterback uh the same with bo nicks uh I don't, remember, I don't remember if it's Felix or you or, or who exactly it was was saying, like, uh, Bo Nix is, like, a lot like Mitch Trubisky. Me. That, that's
0: me. I mean, Felix might also be making that claim, but, yes, Um what he reminds me of. Gotcha. All right, uh, let's go to 2025, Colin. Uh, we're just going to do one round here, and we'll drop some honorable mentions. So I think, you know, let's, let's figure out how this class is shaping up overall. Um, I'm up first, and that's just, you know,
1: <laughs> you can tell that I didn't,
0: I didn't arrange the picks to benefit me here because you know.
1: That well, I think anybody this really is an to. obvious choice. I think. You think? Mm-hmm. Only who do you, oh,
0: think, who do you think it should be?
1: I think it should be Nick Singleton, and he has looked human at times this year. He looks like he's almost being too patient. Um, he looks like he's trying to overcorrect a little bit and dancing around a little bit too much where he just needs to use his speed and hit like the hole but given the state of the uh running back position i think he's clear cut the top running back where there's like a couple wide receivers that i have pretty close and i would be okay with all right well i'll take evan stewart 101. okay but i
0: appreciated your thoughts um i i it's a fine argument but i think stewart right now is the most kind of locked in uh for sure like i feel like this skill set in the nfl is going to work really really well i think the garrett wilson comparisons are pretty apt at this point and he might not perform that well down the stretch here this season because of the quarterback situation there with wegman being out i think i feel pretty good season. saying he won't <laughs> but uh, i mean well. they, they, they so texas A M and m has like one of the weakest schedules in the in the nation down the stretch so there are there's just a chance that you know just get some nice production based on that fact, but, Fair. um, but yeah, I'll, I'll put him at the one oh one here. It's pretty crazy that, you know, he's not a generational wide receiver talent, but there's no quarterback or running back that I
1: put there at the moment. Really? Yeah. There's no quarterback that I would put there. That's really where it, where it comes down to for me. And I, I like Evan Stewart. I have moved him up to my wider rec- my Debbie wide receiver three. He's just behind a Mecca egg and I would t- completely understand an argument of putting him at two. Um, so I, I, I don't no No, qual, no qualms with your pick. I'm going to go Nick Singleton for all the reasons that I laid out before. Uh, I think he has the best chance in the next two, maybe even three years at being a first round running back. If there is one, I'm not even saying that there necessarily will be.
0: I think the race for like the 103 to 105 range in this class is the spot that looks kind of appealing right now because there are a couple names where I now that I'm this far into it, I'm a little more uh I'm a little I'm a little more fine with with uh you know picking one way or the other. I'll take Judkins here. Okay. I'll take Judkins here. Um still not a quarterback that I love. And you know, the other wide receivers, I think there there's there's enough uh, options that um but not another running back after Judkins that I love. So
1: yeah, I've I haven't necessarily soured on Judkins. I, I still think that he's a he's a, a good player. Uh he was banged up a little bit in the beginning of the season. It looks like maybe you know now he's getting healthy. So we're starting to see him break out a little bit more. Uh, but I still think he's just a good running back, which nothing wrong with that at all. But I think maybe people overcorrected a little bit and propped him up a little bit too high this offseason where i think you know we're starting to see him settle into like okay he's just a really good running back and that's okay uh i'm gonna take luther burden here i would be between burden and stewart um i would have taken burden at the the pick ahead here i i think luther burden is showing a a lot of of what we wanted to see and he's answering some questions and i think he's going to translate well to the nfl you know, the, the NFL has been looking at that, you know, Debo Samuel, like running back, wide receiver, hybrid type of a guy. And I and they're kind of skewing away from that a little bit, but I think Burden could fill that role if he wanted. But I also think he he can fill another a number of other roles too. I think he's he's a really versatile player. Uh, and I think the NFL is gonna like him.
0: All right, Colin, it's time for QB1. Connor Wegman, come on down. Wow. Wow. Okay. I've had Wegman above Aller for a few weeks now. Um. So this isn't a reaction to the Ohio State game. I think he's a better player. I think Alar. Uh, thing, the things that I've said to Colin as a Penn State fan <laughs> to upset him uh, have been kind of uh, excessive, but I really do think that he has not been very good this year outside of you know a drive here or there um just quite frankly flat out um not very good at all so uh and Wegman, i thought did look pretty dang good uh i think the big thing that holds drew alar back at this stage beyond you know the offense the situation that is what it is that's not going to change but let's evaluate the player and how he's adjusting to it i think he is too unwilling to you to 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 use the athletic gifts that he has often and i think it's kind of like Dante Moore, it's just an unwillingness to do it. If he wanted to, he could play like big Ben, like Josh Allen, but yeah. he does not op, like he, and I, I don't think this is just the offense. Cause even some of these guys that are a little more, you know, want to get outside the pocket when things break down, they will just do it. He does not. He has barely done it at all this year. I don't think he wants to play that way. And I think that's where a lot of these, the value on him comes from Connor Wegman, more than happy to do that. And I think that's going to be the difference between those guys moving forward give me Wegman
1: okay uh I think that's that's very fair criticism of of, of Drew Allar is is fair we we've talked about it a lot privately I'm not entirely sure how much of it is him and how much of it is the just terrible bland vanilla play calling uh and the other pieces around him um but I, I think that the criticism is totally fair I I have drew lore i i have to do some some work on my at the top end of my WQB qb rankings cuz i i'm about this close to having malachi nelson as my WQB qb3 and we haven't even seen him play so uh that feels reckless almost but i don't love anybody else so i i don't fault you on wigman there i'm going to take man I'm going to take Droolar here, and it's really only because of the upside. There's one other player that I was really debating between those two, and I think you're going to take him next, so I'll let you talk about him. Uh, but Droolar still has all the raw physical tools here. So I think at absolute worst-case scenario, he's like a Will Levis. Like I think that's going to end up being his his floor uh, in terms of what the NFL thinks of him and sees him as. I, I still think he he's going to be – in the conversation for a day one quarterback. They got to get that play calling figured out though. Interesting. All right.
0: I'm going to go, I'm going to go Antonio Williams here.
1: Yeah. That's the other guy I was debating on. I was pretty confident you were going to take him.
0: Um, And there are a couple of receivers here that I think you can, well, there's one other receiver that I think you can kind of put in the same sentence as him based on what we've seen the past two years. Um, But I still think Williams has really been making the best of what is just so very obviously a very poor passing game. And I'm not sure what the issue is because they you know, went out and found a new offensive coordinator. Rumors that he's not allowed to unleash quite like he wants anyway. What's the deal with Katie Klubnick? I think the offensive line, they've just done such a poor job recruiting and developing that some of the other stuff just might not matter because the situation is so bad there. Um, but I, I think Williams is kind of what the NFL really, really likes nowadays. I do think that he can develop into a, you know, Brandon Ayukish type player in the long term. I think he might be a guy too that kind of follows that career path where it takes him a year or two to kind of get his feet under him. But he's got all the skills, really good athlete, um, and I think he can kind of play all over the place as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's very fair. Um, like I said, I, I was between him and Alar ultimately positional scarcity i think i'm gonna go quarterback there but i don't hate that antonio william picks antonio williams pick at all uh the next one here is a little bit tougher for me because i have these two guys back to back in my rankings but um i'm gonna go with tet mcmillan the wide receiver for arizona i think he's the guy you were talking about a minute ago where yeah. you were saying like, yeah. Based on what we've seen, like he looks, he looks good. I think at worst he is going to be a, you know, at worst a number two in the NFL. I think he still has some refinement to do overall, but um, size, athleticism, uh, he checks those two major boxes. He has, uh, he's a good jump ball wide receiver as well. So he has kind of like a trait to to hang his hat on a little bit. So I'm going to take a Tet McMillan here
0: where and this is where the man this class is kind of really poopy uh starts (laughs) coming into play because there's like just nothing that's appealing as i'm looking through everything here so i can tell you who my next highest rated guys are in the class at every position well no i so okay so here's what i'll do i'll take rocket here i'll assume that he figures Uh, out what's going on and ends up being you know better next year and i still again I think he should leave Arkansas. I think that's a mess right now. They just fired their OC. He I I'm curious if he just gained the weight on his own. You know, I'm sure the staff didn't tell him to get to 240, but if they told him, you know, oh, we want to see you bulk up a little bit or something, and you know, that was the result, then um, you know, some of the the responsibility belongs to the coaching staff. I'm not sure. We probably will never really know. And maybe the injury, I think the injury is, you know, f- impacting him as well. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I think he'll end up being a mid-first-round guy the next year if he returns and, you know, does anything like we think he can.
1: Mid-first-round um rookie. rookie pick? Okay. Yeah. That's I mean, I don't think – if you're in a
0: C2C startup right now, where would you take him? I wouldn't take him before the third round. Even though I have him ranked, you know, still fairly high, I just wouldn't be able to do it because I think – in terms of drafting, you're kind of looking like if Raheem Sanders has another bad year there, like there, there's no value there anymore. It's all gone. Whereas you can take kind of one of these ascending guys that hasn't really played yet. Like I would, I would, and maybe I have to adjust my rankings here, but I would rather have Cedric Baxter or, you know, one of these other guys that if they play poorly or aren't, you know, amazing, let's say, I think they still get the benefit of the doubt for another off season. Whereas Sanders absolutely does not.
1: I, uh, I I announced it on, uh, I've recorded, um, uh, back to Debbie earlier today with, uh, with Mike, uh, obviously going to be released later on in the week on Wednesday, like normal. Uh, but I did say it on the show. I, I moved CJ Baxter up to my, my Debbie RB two. Wow. Two. Okay. Interesting. Just because of that, basically. Uh, That's a big part of it. Yeah. Honestly, the other running backs there just have not looked as good as we, we hoped as good as we thought they were. And CJ Baxter has gotten on the field. Um, he's gotten some work in he's looked solid um but jonathan brooks obviously looks great and has been keeping him at bay longer than than we kind of thought he would but yeah value attention i think is going to be a big thing with 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 baxter there and safety fair enough uh my next player i'm going to take here is uh barry and brown the wide receiver for kentucky i have him and mcmillan back to back in my rankings um, I, I still think he has a a, a, a skill set to hang his hat on in the NFL as well. And it's, it's that speed uh, and the athleticism. Because He is good with the ball in his hands. He's a very good punt returner. Um, so I, th- I could see him at worst being a guy that offenses will draw up some specific plays for to, to get. But I think he can also be higher than that. I think another um, very good complimentary wide receiver. All right. Um,
0: Wow, this is really, really tough. And I should have been thinking more about where I was going to go next here. Um, but you know, alas, I'm an idiot. Um man, there it it's really, really thin at this point. Let's go. Yes. Holy crap, man. Like legit. I, I'm just looking at these rankings and none of this is appealing at all. I have one um, name left
1: that I'm like, I I kind of want to take this guy here. And then after that, I I'm with you yikes man yikes
0: um let's go trevor etn okay you gonna take katron
1: nope okay
0: they're they like i think i have katron a couple spots higher but it's all kind of the same tier and you know i i think the, the thing's gonna help etn is i think he just has a chance to lead his backfield more not that sunbelt billy will ever do that that's not what he believes <laughs> in but i think that etn would have a better chance to lead a backfield than Catron would. I mean, Catron leading a backfield means that Singleton's been injured. So, yeah. like, leading a backfield, not, you know, he got six more touches on the year. Like, right 60% split of the backfield at least, is kind of what I, I'm referencing there. So, you're going to take Shadur?
1: No. Um, Travis Hunter. Okay. I'm going to take Travis Hunter here. Uh, I still think that there is a possibility that he ends up being a corner at the NFL level and i still think he needs to clean up a little bit at the wide receiver position but i mean he's looked he's looked pretty good uh better than i was honestly expecting as a wide receiver this year um uh, when he's been healthy he has there have been times where he's operated as as their clear number one wide receiver uh and that just is an, a testament to the the level of athlete that he is and the nfl is going to love him whatever they take him as uh, they're gonna love him so I think getting him here at the at the last pick is is a good value.
0: Let's talk some honorable mentions here, Colin. And I think it's tough because there, there are some other players that we probably didn't mention in the the first draft, but they could go back to school and could probably sure. factor yeah. in here. Yeah. Guys like Kyle McCord and Quinn Ewers, you know, with Ewers getting the shoulder injury now. Does he come out? I know they said he's going to come back this year, but uh, you know, whatever there. Shador, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then I think you've got guys like Cameron Ward that, you know, potentially are back. I believe he he has another year there if he wants it. You know, Riley Leonard. There's some of these guys that, you know,
1: maybe, maybe they got back. Kyle McCord slash Devin Brown? I said McCord. Okay, slash Devin Brown. They're, they're, they're two separate people, Colin. Yeah. Okay. Are they? Well, yeah, they are because Devin Brown wears one number 33, which was throwing me off whenever they put him in there. I was like, who is this guy? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's Devin Brown.
0: Some uh, I don't know, running backs. Any, any. I mean, a Catron is a big one mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, if Jam Miller were to transfer somewhere else, Damian Martinez is on the list. I've seen some people hyping up ollie Gordon lately. I, I disagree. I go pretty far into that on key takeaways this week, so we don't need to go there. Um, Omari and Hampton, Jaden, Ashton, Ott, Ginty, Ginty. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's there's like kind of that tier of player hanging around that that could be an interesting option there in drafts next year if they break out.
1: Yeah. And I think at the wide receiver position, uh, Isaiah Bond has been starting to turn it on a little bit for Alabama. I know he's been your guy. I think he's worthy of an honorable mention here. Um, I, I think on. obviously What? Golden is the other receiver, I think, that's kind of around there. Yeah, yeah, Matthew Golden. Uh, I think that there's some other guys that potentially could come back. Some other guys that, like a Malik Benson, uh, I think is in that conversation, depending on what he ends up doing. He's been getting a little bit of run this year. I think Jeremy Bernard could potentially be in that conversation. What about Jalen Polk, too, yeah. Yeah, and Jalen Polk, both of those guys. Now, Polk could come out this year if he wanted but yeah. um I, I think both of those guys can be in that conversation um Squirrel White's starting to turn it on a little bit too I, I this is probably a little rich for him just because he's so small but he's got such good speed that I could see the NFL liking him um it's probably a little high for him but just a name to toss out as well and then Oscar Delp a tight end depending on what he ends up
0: doing when Bowers goes yeah tight end will be interesting uh, might be a guy that we don't really see coming. Um, who knows? Uh, all right. 2026, Colin, we'll go back to you. You can lead us off. You got, you got the two good classes. And I, I,
1: <laughs> I, mean, I'm happy
0: with Evan Stewart. Don't get me wrong,
1: but uh, this one's actually a little bit tough for me just because it's, it's so hard to take a quarterback here who has not stepped on the field at all. Um, then don't really do hard. it. Then don't that's do really it. It's really hard. I, Wimp. I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Malachi Nelson here. He's a Lincoln Riley quarterback. I've really liked him coming out. He's actually my highest graded quarterback in the last three classes. Um, I, I thought he looked really good. He's one of the most accurate high school quarterbacks that I've, I've seen in, in quite some time. Um, so I really like his skill set. Perfect marriage with Lincoln Riley. He's going to have just a stupid amount of weapons uh, with deuce robinson zach branch and assuming makai lemon stays a wide receiver and has moved a corner um so he's set up for success so i'm gonna take malachi here lemon got some offensive snaps this week so i'm assuming that that was like a one practice dealio Um, okay so i don't know what that was all about that would have been a perfect buy window because i i still like makai lemon
0: um so you're gonna go nelson Man, I just don't know. Um, I'll take. I guess I gotta go Dante Moore here. You know, has he been up and down this year? Yes. Has Benched. that has that been semi-predictable as a true freshman quarterback in a power five conference? I think also, yes. Um I'm a little confused why they benched him this week of all weeks because I think against Stanford? Yeah, yeah Stanford so Stanford's confusing. a confidence boost kind of team, yeah. right? Like I that that kind of threw me off a little bit. I'm not really sure what they were thinking there. But um, you know, I I still think, you know, he'll develop, he'll be fine. You know, these are these
1: are early blips on his radar. So, Dante more second. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I'm not overly worried about Dante Moore, despite his benching here. I I think that, again, this was a very perplexing week to do it. And honestly, I think that was a horrible idea for Chip Kelly, which is actually something I talked about on on back to Debbie, is there were already some rumors that Dante Moore wasn't happy in UCLA. There was some tension there. This benching is not going to get any better. And there's going to be a lot of teams going into trying to find somebody in the portal like Washington, Oregon, Michigan, Notre Dame, Alabama, potentially as well, Miami, potentially. Uh, those are just off the top of my head here. There's going to be Hit. some pit. Yeah, I got to throw them in that I mean, conversation. No, we found our guy. It's Christian Bay, you Now You're welcome for him, by the way. Um, but yeah, I, there's going to be enough teams out there that I could see, I could see Dante Moore transferring. Um, it really wouldn't surprise me that much. But I think that's a good pick there. This pick has to be C.J. Baxter for me. I just talked about how I moved him up to my uh, RB2 in, in all of Debbie, RB1 in that class. Uh, I, I still feel pretty confident in, in C.J. Baxter.
0: Um, So, oh man, I, I'll take Branch here just because I think that's the the chalkier play and I don't want to get too far off the beaten path. And he's a very good prospect in his own right, been really good this year. Um. I, I don't know that I quite see Tyreek and that's okay. You know, there's only really one Tyreek, but yeah. I do think that's been the popular comp. I think, I think even necessarily saying Waddle might be slightly rich. I think he's just, just below that, but a really good prospect. And obviously Jalen Waddle uh, went what top 10 or 11 or something close to that.
1: Um, yeah. And yeah. so I think that's that, you know, branch can do that too. Yeah, I think that's that's perfectly fine there. Um, I'm going to take my wide receiver one in the class right now. That is Carnell Tate uh, at Ohio State. I think he got some not, run this weekend. Got some run this weekend, especially with Dave like book out. He seems to really be like that fourth wide receiver up. I mean, obviously Xavier Johnson, they kind of use him in a number of different ways, but uh, he's really the fourth wide receiver up there. He's going to be at Ohio State. He looks good. He's nonstop buzz for him. So uh, I'm going to take Carnell Tate here. I'm still taking Johnate Cook then, who has broken all the year one zero or
0: like has broken year one zero thresholds. He'll be good. Yeah. They're going to lose worthy, probably Mitchell, um, probably J T. Sanders after the season. Maybe Jordan Whittington, Maybe Isaiah or Um, and so he's he's primed to to do some things next year.
1: Um, yeah i i I still like Johnate Cook a lot. Uh, I think that's a good call, but. Um, I don't know if you talked about it on your key takeaways, but did you know that Zachariah Branch has hit all eight of the year one zero thresholds this year?
0: Didn't didn't talk about it? I knew he had seven. Okay. So he must have hit the eighth one either this week or I guess maybe I don't I don't remember if I looked last week or not, but I knew for a while he had seven of them hit. He has five rushes.
1: He hit all of them according okay. to the site, according to the year one zero tracker. It's flawless.
0: I think five rushes was the one he didn't have last time I checked. So he must have.
1: That's fair. He, he might have. Um, man, this is this is where it gets tough. I, I'm going to take Justice Haynes running back for Alabama. It's still based on his projection. He has not seen the field really at all. But I think McClellan leaves. I... I don't know what Roy Dell Williams is going to do, but he's more of like a complimentary guy. I think there's a very real chance Justice Haynes takes over this backfield next year, despite Jam Miller being there and being very good in his own right. I don't feel super confident on it, though, but I feel better about him than I do any of these other wide receivers.
0: I'll take Caleb Jackson then. Uh, LSU running back, I'm pretty high on him. He grew on me pretty you know, late in the process because of his athletic ability he's looked really good for LSU this year. Um, I think there's a real chance that he, if he, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen with some of the guys in front of him. I think a lot of them can come back. Logan Diggs, kind of being the main guy. That's really had that job. You know, does he come back to LSU for one more year? He could, if he doesn't, I could see Caleb Jackson. And I do think by the time Caleb Jackson leaves, he has at least one, just huge season for them, like 1500 scrimmage yard kind of seasons. Um, Cause he's just that athletic and that physical and i think he's the kind of back you can build an offense around and i definitely don't think he's being valued that way right now like he is not sign- a significantly worse athlete than kind of like the Seldon roderick robinson guys and he is not valued in that tier by by a lot of
1: people um yeah not not to give up too much of the back to debbie episode but uh he is a topic of conversation. You are sure. giving away the whole the whole episode there.
0: And for what's worth, on this show a few weeks ago, I said I would be willing to give a first round pick mm-hmm. for Caleb Jackson. And somebody reached out to me, and I sold a league. I'm seven and one. I'm in first place. So I, even if it's not the one twelve, it's probably going to be a late first round pick. I sold my first for Caleb Jackson. Okay, so money we'll where your I mouth is. Out. But I, right. yeah I I generally will put money where my mouth is. On, on trades okay. i said no late seconds and you're trying to give me the latest second potentially in the league yes 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 no 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 yes
1: yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> you in the chat said you would give a second for him i said i would want a second
0: yeah because somebody said somebody offered About me a, third. a third and i said i want a second I wasn't going to get into the, well, if it's the 209, I wouldn't do it. But I would want a second.
1: Okay. All right. The nuance was not not mentioned at that point. But okay. All right. Um, My next pick here. Oh, man. I... Man, this is tough. So my next guy by my rankings not necessarily a guy that come on, call all
0: right, I'm going to do, do it. You know, here, I'm going to do it. I'm going to just do it.
1: Roderick sure. Robinson running back out of Georgia. Um, he got on the field a little bit earlier this year, and then he's been banged up. Uh, I don't know what's going on or what's in the water over at Georgia, but all those running backs get hurt. Uh, but I think Kendall Milton will be gone. I think Dejon Edwards will go, and that's going to be a little bit more of an open backfield. They still have a lot of talent there, but I could see Roderick Robinson stepping into that backfield and leading it next year potentially. And big size speed guy. We liked him as a prospect. So let's go.
0: Let's go.
1: Make Arch Manning. <laughs> oh, okay. Manning. I wasn't expecting that. And
0: I think that is going to be fascinating to watch because, you know, I mentioned earlier with the shorter injury, does Quinn go back? What does that mean for Malik Murphy? What does that mean for Arch Manning? If Quinn goes yeah. back a year, does that push Murphy back a year? Does that push, you know, that it could be a domino, does one of them leave, go to a different place? But let's assume everybody stays put, everybody's happy. Um, I'll, I'll still take Arch here, um, even though it might be, he might, he might not even come out till 2027. Who knows?
1: Okay. Um, all right. So this one is my last pick. And Arch would have been the guy that I would have taken here. I wasn't really expecting you to take him, to be honest. Hmm. But I don't. Bye. I understand why you did, because I would have done it too. Uh, I'm going to take Makai Lemon here. I think he's still going to be on the offensive side of the ball. still really like his skill set, man. I think he's really versatile. Uh, I think you can use him in so many different ways, and he's going to pair really well with his high school quarterback, Malachi Nelson. Uh, And that wide receiver room, I think, is going to clear out a bit after this year. I I think Brendan Rice and Taj Washington – are out of eligibility or very close? I don't know. Eligibility is made up and doesn't matter anymore. But those two guys and Singer, I think you know, there's going to be some more room for lemon next year to really shine. So uh, I'm going to take Lemon here,
0: and then I'll just take Jackson Arnold to bring it home. Seems like a fair spot for him.
1: Okay. Okay, you're not taking Brandon Innes.
0: Man, I I I think. He didn't play any snaps this week. Neither did Noah Rogers. Noah Rogers hasn't played snaps in four weeks, five weeks. It's been a it's been a long time since since Rogers has touched the field, um, and yeah, not not taking not touching Ennis either. And Dicky, I'm not even like, I wouldn't even consider Dicky. Would nah. you take him in a C two C startup right now? Dicky, yeah, or Ennis, or like kind of you know
1: those those top freshmen that we like that haven't done anything. Well. I've I've been very vocal uh, that I am not giving up on Innis. I'm still in on Innes. Um, I would probably look at Innis in maybe like the six seven round range. Um, I, I mean, at this point, we're because we're we're obviously operating under the assumption that we don't know how the end of the years how the the year ends. By the time supplemental start up, we're gonna know if he was at year one zero or not. But I think there's still a very real possibility that he's not gonna end up being a year one zero. So I'd probably take him in like that round six, seven range. Man, Kenyon Sadiq is getting more more touches than or more
0: snaps than him right now. As a freaking true freshman tight end there. Just baffling to me. Um any other honorable mentions here? I mean, I think you have to toss out Nico Yamali yeah, for name. Sure. I think you know, we didn't mention Ruben Owens, Cam Seldon is in there. Um, if one of those guys hits, I think a trendy name that people might want to squeeze in there because he's been pretty good this year's is is Taylor at Minnesota, and he's mm-hmm. not quite there for me. But if we were talking another handful of picks, uh, his name might have come up. Uh, Tyler Brown at Clemson, you know, I think is a name that you could toss out there as a potential guy. Um, anybody else? Quite
1: that high on Tyler Brown? Um, I have him in like my tier three of wide receivers. There, I just want to see. How Antonio Williams being healthy impacts that. Uh, I also want to see him offer a little bit more. He doesn't really offer a ton after the catch.
0: Probably um, easing Williams back in this week, but he outsnapped Williams like 60 to 20.
1: Well, Williams got hurt again. Williams Oh, did, did he? It.
0: I did I missed that.
1: Yeah, he has a toe injury. He's gonna be out for a little while. Of course he does. I completely missed that. Okay, okay. Yeah. So never mind then. Um, I think uh Deuce Robinson. Yeah. wide receiver tight end i think yeah. you know whatever he ends up being he's a he's a good player i think he'd be in that conversation eugene wilson um is a guy that i have in my tier three of wide receivers i have him and tyler brown back to back so i I'd potentially look at, at him in that range Malik benson was another guy that i i mentioned before i don't know if, what class he's going to come out in because technically this is his third year out of the school but there's a lot of factors there
0: yeah. um Nick Harper, you know, some might still like him a lot. Pass. Malachi Coleman, um, who I, I agree is not a first-round guy right now, but I talked about it. They, they Those two both have been getting a bunch of snaps lately really? um, yeah. and been you know, doing something with them. Um, both had long touchdowns this past week, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the group. It doesn't look like it's a very good receiver class, at least not currently as it stands. Um, time for some guys to break out, but... Well, I think Uh, the top end. There's three really good ones, and then I think after that, it's really questionable really quick.
1: Yeah, I I agree, but I think I feel good enough about those top three wide receivers that I feel good saying this is going to be a good wide receiver class. There are guys that we kind of like. We want to see a little bit more. Jaden Greathouse, was that a guy that we mentioned?
0: I think. Uh, We didn't because
1: I don't think he's a legitimate NFL player. Wow.
0: Not at all. I've said this for – For months, I don't know why this is like a surprise. I think he's looked awful, quite frankly. I get he's a freshman, but like I have not seen any game breaking ability at all or
1: like, you know, anything special out there with him. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's like those you got those top three guys And then there's enough other intriguing names That I think the the mid to back end of the wide receiver class Is going to round out like it kind of always does People rise to the top, people will break out um, You'll have some people who we expect it to come out And then will come back and they'll round out the class So I'm not worried about the class as a whole As a wide receiver position I think the top three make it pretty strong Yeah,
0: and like you said, still plenty of time there as well all right, um, let's waiver uh, wire. I don't have a ton of like great names this week. Overall, the two that have been jumping out to me in some places that I think are just going to see some volume over the next few weeks are Noah Smith at Sam Houston State, who's still below 20% rostered on fan tracks, And uh, Kenneth Womack, who has been getting a pretty hefty amount of volume lately. But he's like, there's like literally no high value targets for Kenneth Womack at Western Michigan. He's like this tiny slot guy. He has he's getting like he's got like 15 targets twice over the past three weeks and he's gone for like 90 yards in each of them like they're just low a dot like crap targets but he's piling it up and i think that's kind of interesting at this stage
1: yeah uh i think the running back safety wide receiver whatever they want to use him as um sione Vaki out of utah is intriguing i would put him uh in the unlimited category if I have unlimited waivers and I have a roster spot uh, his role really expanded this past week and they used him in the receiving game a good bit more Um, he he's very intriguing to me I I would definitely not pick him up in an unlimited waiver situation or in in a limited waiver situation but uh, he's he's interesting
0: Um, any other you know Big kind of interesting names to stand out. I did mention some kind of quarterback low end, low priority. If you just desperately need a quarterback, guys on key takeaways this week. I like Jordan McLeod at at uh, at JMU and, and Chandler Rogers just still floating out their places. And then even the kid from uh, uh, Middle Tennessee. They have a pretty weak schedule down the stretch here, and he's been pretty good the past four weeks. Like consistent. He's been you know twenty five to thirty points pretty much every week, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: don't really have too many other names to add, to be honest. Cool.
0: Okay. Um, then let's get into our start sits, Colin. Um, pretty good week for us overall. We're both right around 500. I was one game above. You were one game or two games above. You were one game below. Somebody got injured um, uh, okay. that you had. So that's why you went 9 and 10 uh, overall. Uh, I don't remember who it was that you had that got injured. I think it was a sit. Um, doesn't matter. Or really? Travion. You said Travion and Travion didn't play. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, right, right. so right. Uh,
0: Yeah, so that, that, that was why you lost one there. Um, start sits, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, we each pick 10 names. We do not share those lists with each other. These are non-obvious start sits. Um, and, uh, yeah, they've uh, we've, uh, we keep track every week. So, Colin, go ahead.
1: Kick us off. Uh, all right. Starting off the week, uh, my first start, Quinton Cooley running back for Liberty. Uh, going up against Western Kentucky this week, Cooley has four straight games with hundred yards, three straight games with at least one touchdown 20 plus carries in each of the last two weeks. He's come on really strong here lately uh, and he just gets a soft matchup in Western Kentucky's defense. They allow 203.7 rush yards per game, which is 129th, 13th worst in defensive rush EPA per play and seventh worst in defensive rush success rate. So this is, Soft matchup, guy on a hot streak. This is a, a no-brainer.
0: I also have Cooley. I think he's he's kind of one of the the easier, uh, you know, get him in your lineups for the week. Yeah, I could see uh, I could see Nate Marquise making fun of us for this one. Yeah, I don't think the
1: C two C crowd has really quite been awakened to what he's been doing the past month or so. No, I agree. I think he hasn't been. I think he's on some waivers in some leagues out there. Um. My next start is Nick Singleton running back for Penn State. Uh, I think this Penn State offense is going to need to take a long, long hard look in the mirror, and I'm hoping that they come back with, with some more creativity here or something in the run game and just in general. But even if they don't, uh, Indiana, they get Indiana this week. That's a bad uh, rush defense. They allow 174.4 rush yards per game, which is 109th. 11th worst in defensive rush success rate. And we've seen what Penn state can do to bad defenses. Um, you know, they have, they did not look good against Ohio state, which is the best team that they played, but they beat up on some bad defenses and Indiana's is bad. So uh, I would, I would fire up Nick Singleton this week. I wouldn't be scared off.
0: I am starting Nick Anderson this week, the Oklahoma wide receiver last week was his first week with, you know, a game planning with no Andrew Anthony and no, um, um, uh, Julio Farouk is injured as well, right? Did I imagine? That? No, he, he played. I don't know if he got injured in that I game. God, he got injured, but if he, uh, he regardless, might regardless, it, it was kind of, you know, they're looking for that other guy to run alongside him. And uh, I think Anderson's probably going to be that guy. Nine targets had five catches, 105 yards. He had two touchdowns. You know, do I expect him to get two touchdowns? Um, you know, again, no, but he's been uh, a pretty nice red zone target for them. And a, just a pretty nice overall target. Uh, you know, in terms of in in high value situations for Oklahoma. I expect that uh, to
1: continue in this one. Uh, So I like Nick Anderson this week. Definitely a guy I was considering. Uh, Not somebody that I ended up going with, though. Uh, My next start is Frank Gore Jr. Running back for Southern Miss. Ballsy. Uh, What do you mean? Was that that a sarcastic ballsy? No, it wasn't. Uh, Okay. Okay. I was going to say, um, he's had 20 carries in three straight games up until last week when they got beat down by a, a very good South Alabama team. Uh, he's been very up and down, but he's good against bad defenses, which Arkansas state and Texas state were his two big games. Um, and they came against bad defenses and he gets app state who is one of the worst de- rush defenses in the country. They allow 189.1 rush yards per game, which is 119. 17th worst in defensive rush EPA or success rate and 7th worst in defensive rush EPA per play. Uh, this is a matchup where you can start Frank Gore. So I, I think the obvious
0: is North Texas has one of the worst rush defenses in the country, and I think people are going to, you know, Blake Watson, but I think it's a little bit too obvious. So I am actually going to – I'm fine to start Seth Hennigan this week. Okay. Quarterback for them. I, I, I like him quite a bit. I think this passing game for them has been – pretty solid they've got multiple weapons there now that that hennigan likes throwing to um and i do think it's going to be a high scoring game i think they have an implied team total of like 38 points or something like that so th- they're going to score a little bit I-, I like hennigan in this matchup
1: that's somebody that i was i was considering uh as well there because like you said blake taylor or blake watson's way too obvious of an answer um rock taylor not a bad option there but i didn't
0: i i considered rock taylor too but his yeah. targets are not necessarily always consistent from a week to week right. basis and he doesn't score um, a lot yeah and then and sees kind of the same you know those guys you know yeah. it, it, they spread the ball around a little bit too much to make those guys interesting every single week
1: uh yeah so the other my next start here is on the other side of that app state southern miss matchup and that's whoever The App State starting running back is. It does sound like Nate Noel uh, is on track to play at this point. sounds like he's practicing. Uh, He's gone over 100 yards in every game this year, except for two weeks ago when he got hurt in his first carry. Um, So if he goes, I feel good about him. Uh, But if he does not, I think Kanye Roberts is a fine play. Um, He had 26 carries last week for 109 yards with Noel out. So with Noel out, he just stepped up and was the the bulk, uh, the primary bulk carrier there, and they get Southern Miss, who is also a terrible rush defense, two hundred and two point three rush yards per, allowed per game, which is one hundred twenty eighth, and their fourth worst in defensive rushing pa per play. So whichever one ends up starting, is the one I want.
0: I'm going to start uh, Jacory Merritt this week, New Mexico running back um they take on nevada nevada just has a, an atrocious defense I, I think new mexico is going to be able to put up uh a few points in this one and i think you know if i had to put money on somebody on that team scoring and, and and you know just generally having a decent fantasy day it's going to be him so jacorey
1: mary uh, new mexico not something i would have expected is talking about new mexico but here we are you're welcome uh i'm starting trey harris this week wide receiver for old miss um and they get vanderbilt this week he went over 100 yards in two of his last three games he really seems to be darts favorite target the one other time i said to start him he bit me in the ass but uh they get vanderbilt this week vanderbilt is not a good pass defense they allow 351 passing yards per game uh which i actually didn't write down how bad that was but it's bad uh they're 14th worst in defensive pass EPA per play, 19th worst in defensive pass success rate. So you can throw all over them, and I think that that they will, and Trey Harris will be the beneficiary.
0: Yeah, I think Will Miss is gonna be in for a nice uh a, a nice week overall here. I, I also have Trey Harris, actually. Oh, okay. All
1: right. I like Trey Harris. I have him ranked pretty highly in my my receiver rankings overall. Okay. Um Maybe we'll have to have a conversation about him as a Debbie prospect potentially. Because... I don't know about that. I just. Okay. Know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Topic for another day. Uh, next guy I'm starting is uh, Carson Steele running back for UCLA. Um, he's over over 20 carries and three straight. Um, and they get Colorado. Colorado's just bad pass defense. The rush defense is uh, not quite as bad as a pass defense, but it's also bad the 21st worst in defensive rush e-paper play 33rd worst in defensive rush success rate i wanted to say j michael sturdivant but i don't know exactly what the uh quarterback situation is going to look like i think they're probably going to go with garbers again
0: i would assume yeah I think uh, you have to that's the problem that that last week put you in yeah as a coaching staff now
1: mm-hmm. yeah not a good decision they mismanaged that but uh, i would strongly consider j michael sturdivant as well but i would definitely start Steele.
0: Um, next up for me is uh, Zach Larrier versus Colorado State, our first quarterback. Um, they, they, they pulled the old rope-a-dope on us uh, last week with his health. Um, he wasn't terribly productive on the ground last week, but he still ran the ball quite a bit. Colorado State's pretty bad defensively just all around. Um, at, you know, if, if Air Force is going to
1: score, I think Larrier probably ends up having a, a decent day there. I think that's definitely fair. I was trying to look for a way to get somebody in that Colorado against Colorado state in there, but, uh, I, my next start is Jalen Rayner quarterback for Arkansas state. Um, he had two 40 point games, uh, to open the year there when he started, but the last two games, he's had six and 20 fantasy points. Uh, so a little bit disappointing. Uh, they get ULM this week and the ULM pass defense is terrible. Um, it was somebody I highlighted last week with Davis Brin, but they allow 268.9 pass yards per game, uh, which is 121st. Uh, second worst in defensive pass success rate and defensive pass EPA per play.
0: All right. I am starting uh, Preston Stone this week. We talked about him a little bit. Or you had him as a, a start last week. Yeah. Um, they have... Uh, one of the weakest schedules in the country down the stretch. And I think with them rotating backs in terms of touches and, and spreading the ball around so much, I think stone could be the guy that's really just like the uh, fantasy piece down the stretch. And I think it uh, starts this week against the Tulsa defense. That's been uh, pretty rough for most of the season uh, and as a passing
1: defense. Yeah. I like that call here too. Uh, My next start is Will Howard. Uh, Quarterback for Kansas State. Um, He basically rotated series with Avery Johnson last week, but he was still effective. He had three passing touchdowns, 62 yards rushing on the ground, so he's a good rushing threat in his own right. Um, 24 fantasy points last week. Uh, I think at Houston, Houston is not a a good um, pass defense. They are a sieve in terms of, Uh, points allowed and pass yards. Uh, So I know this is a little bit of a a riskier one given the quarterback situation here, but I still like, uh, I still like Will Howard.
0: We talked earlier about uh, Texas A&M having one of the weaker uh, schedules from a defensive standpoint in the country for the rest of the year. And uh, so I'm going to go with Evan Stewart here, Texas A&M plays Florida or sorry, South Carolina. South Carolina has given up some big receiving performances uh, to kind of even some middling wide receivers, I think Stewart, even with Max Johnson, there is in for a big day this weekend, and they had a bye this week, so I I, I think you know he he'll be a little bit healthier than he has been too.
1: I was strongly considering Stewart as well. Uh, I just I don't think I trust Mac Johnson. I, it, Max Johnson. Max Johnson, I don't either. But fair enough. Uh, my next start is Will Shepard, wide receiver for Vanderbilt, um, going up against Ole Miss. He's averaged over eight targets per game, except for you know last week's game against Georgia where he had four. Uh, but if they get Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss, you could throw on them. They allow two hundred forty-one point six pass yards per game, which is ninety-second in the country. Um, their you know efficiency metrics are you know pretty much middle of the pack. But Vanderbilt's going to have to try and score with Ole Miss. Uh, I think Ole Miss is going to put up a lot of points on them, so they're going to be playing from behind, negative game script. So I like Will Howard in this one. Or Will Shepard. I'm starting Diego Pavia against Louisiana Tech, and
0: I think just mostly because Pavia has been pretty hot lately, and I think Louisiana Tech kind of stinks. So there you go. There's your hard hitting <laughs> analysis. These midweek games tend to give us some some good performances.
1: Uh, I'm starting Squirrel White, uh, wide receiver for Tennessee, this week. Um, he's had nine, six, and twelve targets in the last three games. Uh, he's gone over 100 yards in two games. There, it seems like he's kind of now that he. It seems like he's healthy now. You know, I know he was a little banged up to start the year, but he's kind of been been getting going a little bit. And uh, Kentucky, the way to beat them is by throwing the ball. They are um, two. They allow 249.7 pass yards per game, which is 106th on uh, the 13th worst in defensive pass success rate. So if Tennessee wants to win this game, they're going to have to throw it a little bit. And I think Squirrel White's going to benefit from that.
0: Uh, last one for me is Corey Rucker, and he's been getting the targets lately, but hasn't been uber productive. But I think this is a really good uh, get right spot against ULM, as that tends to be for pretty much every offense that goes against them this year.
1: Yeah, um, I completely agree with that. Given that I highlighted uh, Rainer. Yep. Yep. All right, give me your your uh, your ten here, Colin, and I'll I'll do mine, and then we'll move it along. Cool. I have Quentin Cooley, running back Liberty, Nick Singleton, running back Penn State, Frank Gore, running back Southern Miss, Uh, the Appalachian State starting running back, so most likely Nate Noel, but if not, uh, Kanye Roberts is a nice uh, pivot point, Uh, Trey Harris, wide receiver for Ole Miss, Carson Steele, running back UCLA, Jalen Rayner, quarterback Arkansas State, Will Howard, quarterback Kansas State, Will Shepard, wide receiver Vanderbilt, and Squirrel White, wide receiver Tennessee.
0: All right, and my 10 are Quentin Cooley, running back Liberty, Nick Anderson, wide receiver Oklahoma, Seth Heddingen, quarterback uh, Memphis, Corey Merritt, running back New Mexico, Trey Harris, wide receiver Ole Miss, Zach Larrier, quarterback slash running back Air Force, Preston Stone, quarterback SMU, Evan Stewart, wide receiver Texas A&M, Diego Pavia, quarterback New Mexico State, and then Corey Rucker, wide receiver Arkansas State. All right, on to the sits, Colin. Uh, and I'm first, so I'm sitting LJ Martin this week, uh, against Texas. Texas has a pretty stingy rush defense overall. And as I've mentioned a couple times, i think what LJ Martin has done so far this season has been slightly overrated by the masses. LJ Martin hater. I, you know, if there's one on earth, I guess it's me.
1: No, I, I was, I was trying to find a way to, uh, Get somebody from that BYU matchup in there, but I just, uh, end of the day, did not. Um, I am sitting Devin Neal, running back for Kansas. Um, well, he is only, He's only had one touchdown in his last four games. Uh, he's been struggling to score. He's had three games there below 100 yards. Like I still think he's a very good player, uh, but this offense has kind of struggled a bit without Daniels. Uh, Daniel's still highly questionable this week. They get Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a very good defense. Uh, They allow 119.4 rush yards per game, which is 36th, but they are 12th in defensive rush EPA per play and 16th in defensive rush success rate. Um, Negative game script is also going to impact him here. So I'm sitting Devin Neal. Yeah, I have Devin Neal as well. And I really, I was uh, focusing
0: when when I went out just on how this offense has performed without Jalen Daniels. And it hasn't been great. You know, Jason beans, a, a competent backup, uh and he's a fun player, but you know, in terms of keeping drives going and, and those kinds of things, I think he kind of struggles to to do that at times. The
1: consistency isn't always there for him. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, my next one here is Jordan Waters, running back for Duke. Uh, they get Louisville this week. Uh, and Jordan Waters has really been relying on T touchdowns and just hyper efficiency. He doesn't have more than 13 carries in the last five in a single game in the last five weeks. Um, and they get Louisville's rush defense this week, which is actually pretty good. 97.1 rush yards per game allowed, which is 15th. They're fifth in defensive rush EPA per play, 20th in defensive rush success rate. Uh, so they're I think they're going to limit this Duke rushing attack and Jordan Waters for sure. I have the running back on the other side of that matchup, Jawar Jordan
0: um Duke's just been real tough against running backs this year um none have really managed to get like starting running backs managed to get going against these guys Jordan the the risk of sitting him is that he is capable of just busting a 65 yard touchdown at any given time but I, I think I don't necessarily want to bet on that against this
1: Duke team yeah I would I would agree with that I was really considering George jo- Jordan as well but I think I saw something today that he's like that that he's like a little banged up right now um, I think I saw that come out. Jordan, I mean, he didn't today. play against Pitt,
0: or he played like one snap or whatever against Pitt. Okay.
1: So, maybe. Okay. Um, My next sit is TJ Finley, quarterback for Texas State. I uh, think got Troy this week. Uh, he's He started out the year hot, but his last four games, TJ Finley has just been okay. Not really that great. 19, 20, 19, and 16 fantasy points. Uh, and then that Troy pass defense is is the Troy defense overall, but the Troy pass defense is legit. They uh, allow 183 pass yards per game, which is 18th. They're 15th in defensive pass CPA per play and 14th in defensive pass success rate. So uh, I like the Texas State offense as a whole, but I think they might struggle in this one. I'm sitting uh, Ismail Mahdi in
0: that one, um, who was reportedly a little banged up, um, and. Uh, although they they had the bye week again here to kind of get get a little healthier um, against Troy, who has been um, top twenty, I believe, in the country in, in rush defense. So yeah,
1: uh, yeah, I am sitting Zion Chris, quarterback for UL. Um, they get South Alabama this week, and he Zion Chris has had three straight games with two hundred and five pass yards or less. Two hundred and five in the one; the other two were under two hundred games. Uh, He has one rushing touchdown in his last three games. And the start of the year when he was like, you know, burst onto the scene, he had two touchdowns in each of those first two games. Uh, So he has slowed a little bit in the rushing department, at least in terms of the touchdowns. Passing volume has not come along, and that's a tough matchup against South Alabama. 198.1 pass yards allowed per game, which is 31st. Uh, 114.3 rush yards per game allowed, which is 30th. 28th in points per game allowed with 19.4. Their efficiency metrics are good, especially in the rushing game. Um, I think South Alabama is probably just going to beat up on UL. Um, So I'm I'm sitting, Chris. I'm sitting Braden
0: Nicolosi or Fowler Nicolosi this week. Um, I don't have the guts to bench uh, Horton, but I do think that this is a tough matchup for uh, Colorado State as a whole um air force really kind of you know slows the game down There's your possessions i think one of the things that fowler nicolosi really relies on is just sheer volume kind of how he gets there from a fantasy perspective um so without that volume uh tough tough to uh, expect a nice week out of him
1: yeah i'm also sitting um brayton fowler nicolosi and, and like you said it's just a really tough matchup i think air force is going to really take the air out of the ball um I think they're going to try and limit Colorado State's possessions. So I also don't have the balls to sit Horton or Holker, but I, don't I think would... you should quite frankly, especially no. Holker. Like, tight end, just such a yeah. wasteland now, but... right? But I don't feel good starting either of them. But I'm okay. Fowler's
0: the sit. I'm sitting uh, Xavier Restrepo this week, and again, this is kind of with the assumption that there's no. Uh, uh, that's how Van Dyke we'll see if Van Dyke plays. I think he's, he's a lot more interesting then, but I just don't think that Emory Williams is really capable of feeding him like he needs to be. And he seems to kind of have the mind meld going with TBD anyway.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that's fair. I am sitting Trey Benson, uh, running back Florida state. Uh, they get Wake Forest this week. Uh, Wake Forest is a pretty solid rush defense. Um, 48th in uh, rush yards per game with 128.6, 37th in defensive rush success rate, 21st in defensive rushy paper per play. Uh, and Trey Benson, outside of that one game where he had 35 fantasy points, he's been under 10 fantasy points in, in four of the last five. So uh, he had that one blow-up game, but you can't go back to Trey Benson.
0: Uh, I'm sitting uh, Haynes King. Georgia Tech uh quarterback against UNC this week. UNC uh as far as I can tell has only allowed more uh one quarterback to go for over 300 yards against them this year. Um they've been honestly surprisingly a pretty staunch defense outside of the Miami game, which was a little if you watch that game, I mean it was they put it away kind of at the end of the Miami scored to, to to make it a little bit closer and and get a decently high point total. But that game and the App State game are really the only two games where they uh, were a little leaky, and even in that one, they didn't give up a ton of points to, to uh, I, know, I think it was Aguilar that played that game. I don't think it was Berger, but I could be wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think they've been pretty good against quarterbacks this year. So no Haynes King this week.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I am sitting Jaquin and Jackson uh, running back for Utah. Um, they go up against Oregon this week. Look, he had, a, he had a pretty solid game last week, 27 carries, 117 yards against USC, but USC's defense is a sieve. Uh, and he just did not score. Uh, they just did not really give him the ball much around the goal line. And uh, that Sioni Vaki, the safety, converted safety, has been getting more and more work, and he's looked good. So he's kind of siphoning off some of Jackson's work, and I don't feel that great about it. Plus, matchup against Oregon, not a good one. Uh, Oregon allows 95.1 rush yards per game, which is 12th and they're 48th in um, defensive rush EPA per play, which is like upper third. So uh, I am sitting JaQuinna Jackson. Florida has kind of found their offensive identity this year, which
0: is just to kind of try to dink and dunk you to death. I think that's going to be really hard to do against Georgia this week, so I'm sitting Ricky Pearsall.
1: Okay. Oh my God. No, I, I'm sitting Eugene Wilson. Um, oh, come so. on. Yeah, Eugene Wilson's been good. All right, all right, I'll find somebody else here.
0: That's just Colin. That's I, I'm embarrassed for you. But you would even try to sneak out one by Eugene Wilson.
1: Eugene Wilson's been good the last couple of weeks here. Uh he had 16.4 fantasy points last week, 20 fantasy points the week before that. It's been on a roll. But okay, all right, all right, all right. Go ahead,
0: go with your next one. I mean, I just, I think to be a player that you're sitting, someone would have had to have considered to really be starting him at some point. And I think you have to be really desperate to be starting Eugene Wilson every week.
1: I'm starting of Eugene Wilson in one of my leagues. There's my point it's right there. Bi-week hell. It's bi-week hell. Spoiler alert. Bi-week well, hell already happened, Colin. Um, this week's actually worse for me in a couple of my leagues. You have a lot of LSU? I do. Yeah. I have a lot of LSU. Um I have um, Byron Brown in a lot of places. Uh yeah, you probably
0: I, that doesn't surprise me. You were yeah. all about him this offseason. Yeah. Uh all right. Well I'll go I'll I'll go next year. I'll stall for you. Uh you Braylon Allen. I'm sitting in versus
1: Ohio State. I'm also actually sitting Braylon Allen as well, which I is is tough to do because you may not have a better option. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's uh it's tough, but um tis That'll, what it is. Yeah, I mean, that Ohio State defense is is legit. Um, and they, they slowed down that Penn State pass attack last week. Um, I have, like, another sit here, too. I was just kind of still scrolling okay. trying to find, for one. If you find um, one. Yeah, I've got one more. I'm sitting Bucky Irving uh, running back for Oregon, going up against Utah. Uh, another situation where you might not have a better option, um, but that Utah rush defense is really good. They're sixth. Uh, in rush yards allowed per game. Um, they are in the uh, top 20 of both uh, defensive rush EPA per play and defensive rush success rate. Uh, and Bucky Irving, he hasn't really been scoring that much. Um, he had one game where he had those um, the two the three touchdowns last week against Washington State, but prior to that, um, he's only had two touchdowns in his last four games. So it's a tough matchup and they kind of use Jordan James, the vulture. So I don't think he's going to get the goal line work either. All right.
0: My last one here is Jimmy Horn Jr. Um, Outside of the USC game, which like it's crazy to say that about USC, but outside of the USC game uh, since kind of their early season run where they were catching some teams off guard, he hasn't gone over six targets a single time. And hasn't gone a more than sixty hasn't had more than sixty yards receiving in any game since week outside of that USC game since week three. Um they just haven't it's really been Weaver and then kind of spread the ball around, you know, random hunter game, random uh Omarion Miller game, random, you know, da- Tavars Dawson or whatever his name is game. Like they're just giving it to random people, but never him for some reason.
1: Um my last sit here is going to be Noah Fafita, um, Arizona quarterback. They get Oregon State. That's a tough, tough matchup there. And um, last time we saw him was against Washington State. He only had 16 fantasy points in that one. Uh, they get a lot of the volume there, so it's a high-volume offense. But I think Oregon State's going to try and take the air out of the ball here. I'm also not a hundred percent sure what's going on with Fafita and Jaden Delara, So actually let's, let's put them both in there. I'm not starting either of them. Um, I don't know who's going to get this, this start here. Cause Jane Delara is healthy now from what I, from my understanding. So I'm going to sit the Arizona quarterback.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's just a good point. I, I hadn't thought too much about that. I've been assuming that just Fafita takes the job, but who knows? Maybe, maybe that is not the case. Um, all right. Fafita so, has looked
1: really good. So
0: yeah. Yeah, he has. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough, but, you know, sometimes teams do that. You, you never really know. Um, all right, so our, our, our sits here. I've got L.J. Martin, running back, BYU. Devin Me- Neal, running back, Kansas. Juar Jordan, running back, Louisville. Ismail Mahdi, running back, Texas State. Just don't play any running backs this week, folks. Braden yeah. Fowler, Nicolosi, quarterback, Colorado State. Xavier Restrepo, Restrepo, wide receiver, Miami. Haynes King, quarterback, Georgia Tech. Ricky Pearsall, wide receiver, Florida uh braylon allen running back wisconsin and jimmy horn jr wide receiver colorado uh
1: i am sitting Devin neal running back kansas jordan waters running back duke tj finley quarterback for texas state zion chris quarterback ul louisiana uh trey benson running back florida state Shaquinton jackson running back utah bucky irving uh running back oregon Braden fowler nicolosi quarterback Colorado state Braylon Allen running back Wisconsin and the Arizona quarterback because Austin doesn't want to let me count Eugene Wilson yeah I'm sorry I'm sorry I can give you a layups out here all right well,
0: that's gonna do it for tonight's show guys make sure you're checking out everything else that we offer over at CampusDecanton.com. Uh, the rankings the tools the discord the podcast feed the YouTube page Uh, everything over there that you need to be winning your leagues, especially as we're getting closer to the playoffs. We'll be back next Monday with another episode of Campus Life. Until then, guys, I'm Austin. And this is Colin. And have a good one.